Good morning, goddesses. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and this is the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every morning for a 20-minute episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all of the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystals, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, just to name a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. Today is February 3rd. It is Monday. This is the Goddess Morning Show. I am Shannon, the host, and we are moving right into the things that matter most to us as a community that loves the divine feminine. Today, the moon and planets are Sun in Aquarius, Moon in Taurus, Mercury is in Aquarius, Venus is in Pisces, Mars in Sagittarius, Jupiter in Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn, Uranus in Taurus, Neptune in Pisces, Pluto in Capricorn, and Chiron in Aries. The goddess for the day comes to us from Wikipedia, and it is the goddess Tala, based on the Hindu goddess Tara, is the name, and she is the morning and evening star in Tagalog mythology. Her origins are varied depending upon region. The legend of Tala has very close parallels to legends among non-Filipino cultures, such as the India tribes of Bihar, Savara, and Buiva, as well as the Indianized Samag, Samana. The most popular myth of Tala is that she is the one of the three daughters, Bathala, to a mortal woman. Her sisters include Mayari, the goddess of the moon, and Hanan, the goddess of mourning. She is known to have supported the creation of the Tagalog traditional constellations. Tala used light spheres or orbs to ferry men to safety at night. However, when the Spaniards came, they demonized the light orbs and called it Santelmos in a bid to convert the natives into Christianity. The natives eventually regarded the orbs as deadly beings that kill men or get humans to lose their way. In another more modern story, sun god Araro and the moon goddess Buan both had large families of stars, but Buan believed her stars could not survive the heat of Araro. They both agreed to destroy their stars, while Araro devoured his, Buan hid hers in the clouds, where she could let them occasionally emerge. Upon seeing this, Araro was filled with rage and is eternally in pursuit of Buan, trying to destroy her. Eclipses are explained by Araro getting close enough to bite her. At dawn, Buan hides the stars and brings them forth 
only when her eldest daughter, Tala, the evening and morning star, says the sun is too far away to pursue them. Derived from this myth are the Tagalog words Tala, which means bright star, Ara, which means sun, and Buan, which means moon. In Kapamagan, I'm saying this wrong, Kapampangan mythology, a deity named Tala is also present. For the Kapampangans, Tala is the bright star and the one who introduced wet rice culture in Pampanga. Today, the crystal for the day is brought to us by energymuse.com. It is serpentine. Serpentine. The, uh, in our chaotic and imperfect world, it's easy to blame others when life doesn't go as planned. That's why the medicine of the serpentine crystal is an essential component to your gemstone first aid kit. Its vibrant and intuitive energy gently guides us towards our true purpose in life by giving us the wisdom to take responsibility for our lives. Instead of leaving fate to chance, hedge your bets on the serpentine crystal meaning, which is linked with the ancient healing wisdom of snakes found in Native American animal spirit medicine. The serpentine meaning is that its mottled golden green color resembles snakeskin, giving it its name and meaning, which is linked with the powerful regenerative energy of this prehistoric reptile, a transformation of rebirth that's reflected in the snake shedding its skin. The ancients were also big fans of the snake and its legendary symbolism. Hermes, the father of alchemy, used the symbol of two intertwining snakes around a sword to represent healing. In crystal medicine, the serpentine crystal stone means in meaning embodies the power of creation, sexuality, and fertility, which represents the life force of our ever-spinning planet. On a physiological level, it helps balance out the hormones, making it an excellent energy supplement for that time of the month. And yes, men also have hormonal cycles, which makes serpentine a powerful stone for both the male and female energies. Its healing properties are that the medicine of the snake is considered magical, especially among ancient healers who use the serpentine crystal stone as an antidote for deadly snake bites. In crystal healing, the serpentine crystal meaning harnesses powerful healing energy that works to create an energetic and protective shield around the body. When you feel safe and guarded from proverbial snake bites, it gives you the freedom and security you need to glow with love and happiness. The serpentine meaning reminds us to shoot for the stars because everybody's inner child knows their true purpose in life. Even if your dreams have been buried by societal expectations and demands of adulthood, the serpentine crystal stone meaning serves as the catalyst to free you from the shackles of society and self-imposed limitations. An easy way to have constant access to its powerful healing vibes is by wearing serpentine jewelry, especially 
power bracelets. It combines a dazzling array of colors and it helps you manifest the inner strength needed to follow your dreams. An effective way to channel the serpentine is through meditation because when it comes to regenerative healing of the mind, body, spirit, crystals, and peaceful contemplation is like peanut butter and jelly for the soul. When you sit quietly with a stone and give it a specific intention, the stone becomes much more than dazzling eye candy sitting on your shelf. It now holds a personal meaning that you can call on whenever you need its distinctive healing qualities. Okay, it helps serve as a protective talisman that keeps you safe from psychic attacks. It helps for peaceful contemplation. And it, combined with other complementary healing crystals, creates a synergistic effect that infuses your spirit with a whimsical resilience. Elevate your soul every day using serpentine. It also says it's actually an overall energy detox. So that's pretty good. All right. Our herb for the day comes from verywellhealth.com, and it is calendula. It has been used to treat a variety of ailments affecting the skin as well as infections and fungus. Research suggests that calendula may be effective in treating diaper rash, wounds, vaginal yeast infections, and other skin conditions. Calendula has also been used as a pain reducer and inflammation reducer. It has been used as an aid in treating cancer, specifically for treatment-related side effects like radiation. Some research suggests calendula may be useful as a sunscreen, and others simply use it as a moisturizer. While there is some research suggesting the positive effects of calendula, the long-term use of calendula has not been studied and more research is indicated. Isn't that the case with all herbs? I'm just saying that myself. Before beginning any treatment or supplement, make sure to clear it with your healthcare professional. How it works. Its active ingredients in the flower are naturally occurring chemicals such as triterpene saponins, triterpene alcohols, and flavonoids. The photoprotective effect of topical gel formulations is thought to be associated with an improvement in collagen synthesis in the subepidermal connective tissue. It is thought that the chemicals in calendula enhance new tissue growth in wound healing and decrease inflammation. In our environmental news today, there's an article on CNN.com written by Alan Kim. It says Adidas made a sustainable football field using 1.8 million plastic bottles. And it says they had taken approximately 1.8 million plastic bottles and turned them into this football field, whereas a typical turf field uses a large amount of virgin plastics and reground rubber. James Carney, vice president of global brand strategy for Adidas, told CNN that the sustainable field that the company built was made from plastic bottles sourced from remote islands, beaches, coastal communities, and shorelines, 
all with the goal of preventing it from polluting the ocean. The plastic was washed and treated before it was transformed into infill, which was used to build the artificial field. The infill looks like pellets, and it is critical to the overall function of the field as it influences playability, performance, and safety of the conditions of the field. It is responsible for the traction of the players, and it also serves as a cushion for players when they slide, dive, or fall. We believe that through sports, we have the power to change lives, and this field is a demonstration of our taking action on that belief, says Cameron Collins, the North American director of football at Adidas. More than a place for these young athletes to play, it's a reminder of our collective responsibility to end plastic waste. I love that. Such an inspiring story. In our green living tips for today, in an article by Rosie Frost on Euronews, it says, what would it take for you to go green? We all have our reasons for becoming more eco-conscious, but some reasons are more motivating than others. We are passing veganary, veganuary, where many people making the choice to ditch animal products because of environmental concerns was done. There are hundreds of reasons why people choose to become more eco-friendly, but some things have a bigger impact on green behaviors than others. Changing our behavior fast enough to combat climate change, however, is a big challenge. According to the Climate Action Tracker, Europe's efforts to slow down climate change are still not enough, and whilst government action is likely to make the biggest impact, individual efforts are important as well. The now-famous IPCC report recommends that all we all try to make changes like driving less, eating fewer animal products, and choosing products that have a lower carbon footprint. So what are some of the biggest reasons why people abandon their environmentally unfriendly ways and go green? Mostly, it's a connection with nature. Living in an area that makes accessing nature difficult could leave you less likely to care about the environment. People who spent more time in parks, woodlands, or on beaches were more inclined to take part in green activities like recycling, a study by scientists at the University of Exeter has found. The more times that people visited nature, the more likely they were to appreciate the natural world and so take part in activities that were likely to save it. And I say that all the time. I, I always think that one of the best cures for depression is to go outside and be in nature for even 20 minutes a day. Just the fresh air and sun, even if it's a cloudy day, just getting fresh air and being outside, I think is like one of the best natural cures for depression, for so many things, actually. And it says, money has a big impact on people's green behaviors. A study by vouchercodes.co.uk found that savings made as a side effect of living a more environmentally friendly life were a bigger motivation for British people than teen activist Greta Thunberg. The study claims that an eco-friendly approach could lead to savings of around £60 a month just by making a few lifestyle changes. This savings had a big influence, particularly for those aged 18 to 24, on whether people thought reducing their impact on the planet was worth it. And the fear for future generations and a sense of guilt 
were among the top reasons that vouchercodes.co.uk found motivated people to make eco-conscious lifestyle changes. In an age of unavoidable news, stories about the devastating impact of climate change are possible, impossible to ignore. Some climate news is so bad, it has even sent people to therapy and has led to the phrase eco-anxiety being coined to describe an all-consuming fear of environmental catastrophe. It's not all doom and gloom, however, as seeing environmental issues reported can make people curious. A study of people across Australia and America found that 77% wanted to learn more about living a sustainable lifestyle. Solutions like education are important in making sure that we don't all end up sobbing in the fetal position. A scheme in New Zealand will see school children taught to create a plan of action that will help them battle feelings of anxiety about the climate crisis. In new book releases that are relevant to our way of life, we have EMF'd by Joseph Mercola coming out on February 18th. And it's about the dangers of electromagnetic fields and now a renowned health authority feels exactly what they are and how you can protect yourself. This is the hazards of electronic pollution may once have been the stuff of science fiction, but now we know they're all too real. And with the advent of 5G ultra-wideband technology, the danger is greater than ever. Dr. Joseph Mercola, one of the world's foremost authorities on alternative health, has mined the scientific literature to offer radical new understanding of how electromagnetic fields impact your body and mind. In this first-of-its-kind guide, he reveals what EMFs actually are, where you find them in your daily life, and how they affect you. The toll that EMFs have been proven to take in conditions such as cancer, heart disease, and neuropsychiatric illnesses why you've been largely kept in the dark about this threat to your health, how you can actually repair the damage done by EMFs at a cellular level, and practical strategies to protect yourself and your loved ones from EMFs at home, at work, and out in the field. The coming 5G technology will be pervasive and powerful. It will also be one of the largest public health experiments in history with no way of opting out. That's why you need to read this book now. That scares me to death because I am always one of those crazy people that's sitting there wondering, oh my God, is am I being microwaved along with my food when I use the microwave? I really don't use my microwave anymore because I have this fear of, <laughs> I don't remember, but like when I was younger, they always talked about don't stand in front of a microwave. I don't even know if that's still a thing, but I was going to research it recently because I decided I was going to get rid of my microwave because it was a real legitimate fear of mine. So if you'd like to write into our show, you can write in at from ashes we rise to at gmail.com with any comments, suggestions, questions, or tips to share. Thank you for joining me. I'll be back with you again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Brightest blessings and namaste.
This episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Ashes We Rise To.com, where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom blended, organic, non GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love, and also order hand poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.